Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We're your hosts, I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick Wall. And before we begin this episode and what we're talking, I know a lot of times Patrick does this. He does not really, well, you call it housekeeping sometimes or giving a shout out. So I'm going to give a shout out in this episode to Patrick's mother. Oh Jesus. So a while back, Patrick's mom told Patrick to recommend a movie to me. Mm. That's a long process, <laughs> it seems like. It's like the game Telephone from yes, when you were really. a kid. And hopefully he got the message right because <laughs> I ended up watching. There's a movie uh, she recommended from 1957 called 12 Angry Men. And I've she's, seen the original. It's actually stupid good. Yes. And so we told me about it a while ago. Hmm. And I don't know why I just kind of slipped through the cracks of my brain with life going on and everything. And the other day I was Googling something about movies on trial. Like I wanted to check out some trial movies and that one popped up and i'm like oh yeah that's there and it had on the watch options that it's available on tubi that free streaming app so i checked it out and it was really really good and i don't know have you seen it no i have not okay well you said you've seen it uh so the quick breakdown of it is it's about 12 jurors there's a kid on trial for murdering his father so the whole movie you don't really see the trial just see the judge saying you know go into you know, oh, to the room. The deliberation. Yeah, the deliberation. So ah. they go into the deliberation room, and the whole movie's in that room. And they do an Im- initial vote just to see if they even need to be there, because most of them are already guilty. And so they get, tw- out of 12 jurors, 11 of them vote guilty. And there's one who's Henry Fonda, who's like hmm. the main, main character. Um, he votes not guilty. Not because he's convinced fully that the kid isn't guilty, but he doesn't want to just throw somebody for life or... You know, to be, you know, killed or, you know, right. an electric chair or whatever for life if they didn't do it. So he's open to the possibility of just discussing it. So really most of the movie is, or almost all the movie is all of them trying to convince him while he, why he's wrong. And they break down the facts and the evidence and all this stuff. And as it goes on, they do re, re-votes and he gets so convincing that slowly each juror starts switching their votes not guilty. And I think for me personally, because I've always said I like movies that <clears throat> people talk, yeah. you know, it's just in a room, is what you actually learn, it's not so much about the trial anymore, but you learn why people think the way they do. So mm. it's a lot of, you learn like there's pre-prejudice sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's their own personal history mm. and their family experiences, or just one guy just wants to get out of there to go to a baseball <laughs> game, so he's just like going to vote just to get out of there. Uh, but they have to come up with a unanimous decision or say they're a hung jury. Well, at the end of the movie, they end up all going not guilty. And then basically that's it. In the end of the movies, them all just walking out of the court and they separate. So these ah. guys have never met each other before <laughs> in their lives, have this long afternoon yeah. in a deliberation room, learn a lot about each other, and then they separate. And you're assuming they never see each other again. Yeah. So I thought it was a really good movie. So thank you, Patrick's mom, <laughs> for Her the recommendation. Susan, by the way. Susan? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no, she's Patrick's mom. <laughs> yeah. From now until the end of yeah. time. <laughs> so the only other real quick fun fact about it is right after it was done, you know, I clicked on back and it, or Tubi always says, oh, if you like this, you might like this. And then it recommend like the remake? Yes. <laughs> so right next to it had 12 Angry Men. I'm like, I just watched this. and then But it's from 1997 and it's a remake of it. So 40 years later. But the oddest thing about it was to me the combination of the actors. Now there's some I can't remember their names off the top of my head, but there's like Jack Lennon's in it. He plays the Henry Fonda character, the one that's trying to convince them all he's not guilty. Yeah, uh, Tony Danz is in it. James Gandolfini, Tony Soprano's in it. <laughs> and like, there's other people in it that I just can't remember all their names. But 
you would know him if you saw him. And I'm like, this combination is really weird. (laughs) And then the only other thing I took from it, and it's exactly, it's like a carbon copy remake. It's almost word for word, like redone. So it's like you could probably watch them both simultaneously and Mm -hmm. you'd hear the same lines. Couple small variations, but then from the remake, that was a more made for TV. From what I read, mm. it was done because you could tell by the quality and the way it was shot. But the more I watched the remake, and then I went back and watched the original again. I've actually seen it almost three times now. Um, I want to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's was, definitely a complex movie. It feels like it feels like it would be a great movie, and I, I didn't research this, so I don't know for like a Broadway play. Like, it almost seems like something that would be on, like, just done on stage. <clears throat> I don't know, but that's what I got the feeling of by seeing the remake of hmm. So, anyway, that was 12 Angry Men. Highly recommend it, even if you're not into the oldies but goodies or the black and whites. It's very good. So, on to the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did do a play version of it. Did they? Yep. It feels very much like they would have, because I think it was a teleplay originally before it became I think it was a, a book first. It was a book, yeah. and it made <clears throat> they made the teleplay, and then that's how it all kind of spawned in. So, Good movie, watch it. But for this week's episode, we are going to be discussing cult classic movies. Indeed. Indeed.com. <laughs> so, when you, when you think of cult classics, what do you think of? Um... So, when you told us the topic for today, I kind of actually had to, um, I had to, um, Google, like, what is considered a cult classic, because it kind of seems subjective. But initially, my thought was kind of, kind of low budget, under the radar, that people have watched and have gained a fandom. Mm -hmm. So, the first movie that has come to mind when you said cult classic was Princess Bride. Okay. Um, and if that is considered a cult classic, that is easily my favorite cult classic. I I'm, love that movie. I'm sure it is, because, mm. I mean, really, the definition is some, you know, something, a movie there, or book or something that speaks to a specific group. Yeah. Like a, a niche group, so. Uh, yeah, I'd say Princess Bride is in there. Yeah. My that name movie. is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> the six-fingered man. Yeah. <laughs> there was someone looking for you earlier. You have six fingers on your left hand. <laughs> What about you, Mr. Gavin? Would you, do you have any ones that you would consider cult classics or um, that you like that are cult classics? Yeah, yeah, I have a few. Um, probably, I guess, maybe the one that's been a little more popular um, here recently. It came out with a remake, which a lot of people didn't like, but uh, I thought was okay. Mm-hmm. Very visual, you know, good visually, but was uh, Tron. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, I would consider the original Tron cult classic. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. I think the original. You like the? It's not even a remake; it's a continuation. Exactly. Because it does take place like twenty five years after the first movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I did like about that movie was the soundtrack because they got Daft Punk to do it. Yes. It, the soundtrack was hella awesome. <laughs> yes. The soundtrack through the whole movie was awesome. Oh yeah. But, you know, I, I yeah, the, especially the original with you know the light bikes and. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the light bike uh, scene in the, in the new one was pretty good. And, and then you go through, you know, I, I used to play that game in the mm. arcade, the uh, the tank game, the uh, yep. where you would go and you know start shooting everything. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's that's definitely probably my top, I guess. I was always horrible at that game with the yeah. with the, the light bike one, yeah, the yeah. version. Oh, of like God, every yeah. time I'm like, bam, bam, there's a wall in front of me. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna turn left, and oh, you already turned left, and I ran into your wall. Shit. <laughs> I, uh, so my, some of the ones that I like is a lot more to what, when somebody hears, if they don't know what cult classic really means, 
mine would be more of the specific what you would think it was even if you didn't know so a lot of like older what they considered b horror movies back in the day we're gonna talk about trauma team again aren't we yes we are <laughs> uh, well we're gonna talk about a couple things but yeah so like your your toxic avengers your sergeant kabuki mans um your actual five other toxic avengers came on after that and <laughs> you know class of newcomb highs i mean those are all cold classics because trauma has made such a big following mm. i mean there's people that just i mean they love it and it's weird it's gross it's uh just some stuff really unnecessary <laughs> but even like your boy sam raimi you know doing like evil yeah. dead <clears throat> those are like cult like, classics i genuinely don't like horror movies but i've seen all three evil deads yes even, and the remake that came out a few years ago yeah i saw that i wasn't that fond of it i heard it was a lot more gory than the original yeah. and rapey and ra- <laughs> well that tree scene was weird yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was weird in the first one. Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, yeah. when it's with newer technology, it's super weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. It's like, I don't remember this and I don't want to. <laughs> it's like, what? that tree's grabbing her. Wait, what is it doing to her now? If, wait, here's a good question. What if they did that with the girl from Teeth? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Tree wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> no. You wouldn't have to put the chainsaw on your arm. No. Yeah. <laughs> you just hear the vibe run away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the trees turn into ants and just fucking walk out of the forest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just gets up out of the ground. I'm out. Yep. <laughs> I'm a demon, but damn. <laughs> I, I have nothing I can do with this. <laughs> but yeah, so those are all, those are what you would consider. Now, most people, when they hear cult class, that's the type of stuff yeah. they think of. Although, there's many other things out there. I mean, your Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, yeah. Clowns from Outer Space. Tusk. Tusk. Yep. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I have... Tony told me to watch Tusk, and I did, and then I hated him for it. <laughs> but honestly, it's, it's a creative movie. But yeah. Gross. But creative. It's creative. <laughs> it's a creative movie. It's definitely. Uh, it's very artful. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. And then honestly, until you told me, I, I, if I you didn't tell me that it was a Kevin Smith film, I would have no idea because that is just yeah. a wild diversion of what he normally does. Yeah. Well, watch. I think I told you that one. Watch the movie Red State. That yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, I that's, seen it's not like Tusk. Yeah. But it's it's more it gets more like religious type yeah. stuff. What's funny though is the sequel to Tusk, Yoga Hosers, mm-hmm. is wildly up Kevin Smith's uh, alley. Oh, yeah. Like, yes, this is a Kevin Smith film. I can see this. Yes. With the Bratzies and <laughs> jumping up asses. <laughs> yeah, jumping up asses. A lot of ass jumping going on. <laughs> it's like a major plot of the first act of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Who's well, that one guy? He's like, get out of my ass! Yeah. Like, oh, were they like the like, Satan worshippers that yeah. were going to kill the girls? Yeah. That's like, a sentence from the movie. <laughs> that was a movie. That, yeah. that was that a scene was in a movie. A movie. That literally happened. My eyes cannot unsee that. But <laughs> my favorite part of Yoga Hosers is Justin Long. He's a, a yoga instructor, so he keeps naming his yoga studio like Yogi Bear or stuff like that, and he's getting calls with Warner Brothers like how are you going to sue me for something I invented (laughs) stop making my life hell like he never heard of Hanna-Barbera exactly right but even uh, even some of the other ones like you know that are became more mainstream later was like uh john carpenter stuff like yeah the, the thing, thing. Yep. yeah the things yeah. in there the thing i mean uh, halloween's are in there escape I mean, from new york escape from new york mm-hmm. yep uh he even did a vampire one yep james woods yep. yeah that's right yeah there's just vampires yeah i think it was the name of the movie 
that's where they were all just it was like him and a group of people hunting hunting down the vampires yeah. well he was like it's it's this one guy who's or this one vampire that's kind of like the oldest been around for the beginning of time and they've got a hunt for some kind of weird black cross or something mm-hmm. i think it was i think he was like the first one that got created it was a ritual that went wrong or something or like an exorcism that went mm-hmm. wrong or something and they made him because he was actually an innocent yeah and so then the same cross that was used to you know on the original ritual was supposed to like make him be able to walk during the daylight or some shit hmm. i i think you know my Come. great, my great movie synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like uh, the early version of Blade. He wanted to be yeah. a daywalker. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. daywalker, daywalkers. <laughs> oh, That's dude. probably another cult classic. Yeah, Blade. Say, yeah, yeah. At the very, at the bare minimum, the original. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I am interested to see what they're gonna do with it now. They're gonna remake it and put it into the MCU. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but the original with Wesley Snipes was dope as hell. I did like that movie. Yes, I can't tell the story on here as to what I did when I first watched the movie. We don't so, want to hear that story. Well, yeah, you want to hear it, but offline. So I doubt for it. Our viewers, <laughs> for our listeners, uh, we won't wait. Uh, but aside from like even just horror, like Blade and stuff, and the other horrors we mentioned, uh, but even um, Johnny Depp style, like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, yeah, which was a weird flipping movie. Mm-hmm. And he did that other, se- it's almost basically a sequel to it, The Rum Diaries. I've heard of it. It's, it's, Supposed to be based on the same uh, author, writer, journalist, uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Mm-hmm. So, um, I saw it one time, couldn't remember most of it, so yeah, I'm just not even going to bother talking about it. I just want to mention, <laughs> since we talked about Fear and Loathing, I figured I'd bring that one up too. But Yeah. So, if you had, uh, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of like, is there is there a cult classic that you love and or hated i mean i know besides princess bride mm. would there be one out there that you'd say you would go to a convention for it if to meet the people or uh yeah i'm looking at my list right now and it didn't pop up initially but now that i was like yeah this is a cult classic boondock saints yes yes, yes. that's a really or any early adam sandler movie actually <laughs> i wasn't really I, I i didn't really like so much this the second one they did the yeah. sequel I think they waited a little too long for it. It was but, like 15 years or something yeah. like that. But the original was... was oh, it was amazing. Off, awesome. Just, yeah. I, you got Willem Dafoe in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's, and speaking of Blade, um, Norman Reedus. Uh, he was yeah, in yeah. The, yeah. Blade 2, I think. Yeah, he Blade was in Blade 2. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not to mention The Walking Dead. That's probably put him more on the map than anything right yeah. now. Well, from Boondock Saints to Blade 2, he gained like 50 pounds. And then going yeah. to Walking Dead, he lost like 80 yeah. Like he was just jacked in that show. And he's getting his own spinoff. He's in um, a Hideo Kojima video game. He's very well known in the mm-hmm. industry. Uh, yeah, his career is, you know, skyrocketing. He's getting a spinoff <laughs> off of Walking Dead. Yep. Which is ironic because he was the only, one of the only characters that never was in the comic book. They just made his character up for the show. Oh, really? So it's, But he's like one of the most popular characters. That's what I'm saying. That's the weirdest thing about yeah. it. It's like he never even was in the comic, or maybe that's why. It's yeah. like it was a surprise to people. Like, well, oh. the second most popular character is Negan, and he is from the comics. Yeah, <laughs> Negan uh, is, yeah. Well, yeah, he's the heel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they great. brought him in on season six. You took this fucking long? Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a while. I watched... The Walking Dead up till like the first five or six seasons, yeah, and then slowly I did not because I lost interest, but just time and yeah. energy. And uh, is it over now? I, uh, I, it's ending this season, I think. This year, okay. Yeah. I think I ended at Terminus. 
I ended that season... was horrible, though. Yeah. You should have kept on a little bit longer, because they do make up for that. I ended at season four, uh, when the, the sheriff had to kill his wife, Wait. and then the zombie baby came out of her. That was weird. Wait, no. Season um, four, I'm sure. they were in the prison, where they discovered the prison, oh, and they yeah. started... Um... Well, the baby wasn't a zombie, but... Oh, well, he still killed it, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no. Oh. He had to kill her. Yeah, I remember that. You know, they kept the baby. Yeah, they okay. kept the baby. The yeah, baby okay. was fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, no, no zombie babies right now. <laughs> it's a baby coral. <laughs> coral. 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 <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I wish you would have watched past that because I, right, when so, I read about it. So, at what point was it they go to like Northern Virginia and they go to the place up there that's. Like the safe haven type yeah, thing? It's yeah, like yeah. an actual house town? Yeah, yeah. Like a suburban Was that area? after? Yeah. Ter- okay, okay. Then yeah. I stopped there. Okay, because I was going to say with the Terminus, I that pissed me off because that was a big focal point in the comics at one point, if I remember correctly. But they spent the whole season getting there, and as soon as they get there, they're basically, it was like one episode, and then they're out of it. <laughs> <laughs> because they realized that they were just cannibals, and they wanted to just hold them and eat them, and then they killed everybody and left. Yeah. I was like... I mean, what else do you do in the zombie apocalypse? I mean, no, God, yeah. We can think of some other things to do. Well, I mean, back yeah. to the episode. <laughs> yeah, <I> know, right? <laughs> to be fair, The Walking Dead is a cult classic. It's Touché. just a television show. Touché. And this is movie talks and chill. Well, when they come out with their movie. And I'm sure they're going to. <laughs> I don't well, know why they would need to. You know, they make more money on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what some other ones are considered cult classics, and I agree with it, is all the Cheech and Chong movies. Mm. Uh, yeah. Those are phenomenal. Definitely. Keep going back and watching those. And for a person who doesn't even like weed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, how do I say this? When the, everybody in, when I was going to high school and college, they were all smoking weed and they thought those movies were amazing. And so, well, I'm not into weed. I'm not going to watch those movies. I've never seen them. Really? Yeah. Like, it's about smoking weed. I It's not something I was doing at the time. That's right. I said at the time, so I may go back and watch these now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was like, I have no interest in seeing that. But um, I think I need to go back and rewatch them, so maybe oh, I'll okay. get the humor a little bit more now. <laughs> See, well, and my, my father and his brother, they weren't into that, into drugs either, but mm. they loved <clears throat> the show. They used to like to listen to their albums and mm. stuff. And uh, so I grew up watching them because they would watch them. But it's just the weirdest thing because it's not just, I mean, it is obviously highly focused on drugs. Yeah. It's like the movie Half-Baked. Yeah. Which is another cult classic. Or How High. Yes. But Half-Baked is literally all about weed. There's other funny points in the Cheech and Chong movies. Oh, okay. And there's just different scenes. Like there's that one weird one. They're smoking that that weird... uh, that weird brand or, or strain and the one head detective guy, I can't remember if it was up in smoke or which one it was, he starts turning into the lizard. Do you remember that? He starts like growing a tail and shit. Oh, and oh, oh, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it what it was about. It was like a certain strain of but he, as he's smoking slowly throughout the movie, transforming into like a lizard. Alright, now I need to watch this movie. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know I don't which one of them it was, but I think they're like they got their car broken down and they're walking up the uh <coughs> Walking down the street, and it was like, um, it's like, hey man, what are you doing? You know, I don't know, man. I was just eating this piece of peyote here, man. And then it's like, uh, oh, it's like a little green thing in there. It's like a, there's a little baby green thing. Oh, there's a mama green thing. And then she comes over and looks at us, man, you eating shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you ain't need no peyote, man. Like, no, man. That's the, yeah, it's peyote, man. <laughs> well, I like the one, what was it? I think they got pulled over. 
in the one movie, and they had all the acid on them. And he's like, here, eat this. And Cheech eats all of it. She's like, that's the most acid I've ever seen anybody yeah. eat, man. Yeah. He's like, what? I'm going to freak out. He's like, you're going to die, man. Yeah. <laughs> you just ate like an ounce of weed and like three shrooms. So that'll be like $130. Yeah, you're going to get a chance. Yeah. Yet another cult, I would yep. say, cult classic, Super Troopers. Yep. yep. <laughs> but I absolutely did, like, love that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never yeah. saw the sequel. I heard it was all right. It was okay. It, it was uh, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> it's it's still nothing like the first one, but so they they the sequel they get Farva really good, mm. so like they they have him back in the radio. <coughs> so he's like, hey, he's like, uh, so Rodney, he's, we want to let you know this isn't going to be like last time. So you know we're all going to take turns. Okay, okay, good. All right, so go check on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and so they like they go to the car to, to talk to him. <coughs> And uh, as soon as he like they they hooked up like a car battery or something to the um, to whatever line the the radio is on, mm-hmm. and so as soon as he like hits the button to answer, he goes ah! like shoots across <laughs> the room. <laughs> so, so then he comes back in there and he's got like oven mitts to try to answer it. <laughs> well, I, and I think also on the se- on the sequel they focus somewhere on Canada. They do a lot of digs on Canada in that one, yeah. and I love that when they. What are they like? They drug those guys, or they chloroform or something, knock them out. The Canadians, and then they like end up painting like American flags. Yeah, on them or something yeah. Like that. Well, like, because that's because they snuck a bear into their into their. Um, that's right. So they're the the crux of the of the movie is there's a, a spot in Canada that basically should have been annexed to the that's essentially U.S. territory. Okay, and so through some congressional hearing like it got found out about and so they've got to go up there and they're they're kicking out the mounties <laughs> and they're replacing them nice so the mounties are giving them shit you know you know usual back and forth so they put a they put a bear in their office <laughs> in their um precinct you know yeah, yeah. whatever thing and <laughs> so to get them back they drug them <laughs> and they put them out with uh out there naked with the bear and they and they all painted in like the American flag and one of them's got a giant white star over his face. <laughs> He's like a member of KISS. Yeah. <laughs> and a couple of them are like obsessed with Danny DeVito. Yeah. They're like, oh world famous Danny DeVito. Yeah. Oh, Danny DeVito. <laughs> you remember that famous Danny DeVito <laughs> movie Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely worth a watch at least, mm. but still not as good as the first one. Oh no one. no. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, well, really, anything that that team does. What's it? Uh, what's their uh, name? Broken uh, Lizard. Broken Lizard. They did. Um, they like, did yeah. They did Beer Fest. Beer, Beer Fest. Fest. Um, there's an island movie where there's a murder. Yeah. Club Dread. Yeah, Club Dread. That's I like that one. They redid the Dukes of Hazard. Did Wait, really? was that them with Johnny Knoxville and, and uh, uh, Sean William Scott? Mm-hmm. Really, that was them. That was them. Wow, oh, okay. they're the police officers in it at, at the campus. That's right. Yep. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, they get their hands. They sneak and, themselves in there. And uh, Farva uh, is the um, is Sheebs, the guy with the freaking armadillo on his head. Yep, yep. But yeah, they're, yeah, they're all in there. All five of them. Now that you pointed out, I remember like they even do the Mother of God. But yeah, not on yeah. campus, but they're in like the golf cart, and so they yep. didn't really do anything. God, yeah, I didn't no. think about that either. Yeah, how just fast said that. you were going? Ten, eight. Isn't the speed limit ten? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yep. <laughs> 
Well, I liked uh, when they did, because I think Club Dread came after Super Troopers. I think that was Yeah, that was like their movie. direct follow-up. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I just liked the way they twisted everybody, like reversed everyone. So like Farva was like the cool guy. Yeah. It was like, you know, the awesome one. You got so used to seeing him being Farva. <laughs> <laughs> like he was the one he'd like touch the women, they just like melt. Yeah. <laughs> like just touch their shoulder, like, oh. <laughs> Well, they kind of do that in all their movies. Like, they have a new person that's the lead. There's another one that I haven't seen. Um, it's like, a, it's some kind of, um, it's, I think it's Slammin' Salmon. About, okay. Like a restaurant or something like that. I think I remember hearing the name, but I've never seen it. It's not, I, I watched it once and I still couldn't tell you anything about it. <laughs> that's, that's how great I thought it was. <laughs> really left an impact. It yeah. really did. It really did. But, uh, yeah, the other ones Beer fest, absolutely. I um, I love that. Shove <laughs> like, the ping pong pedal up my ass. <laughs> Shit, pancakes ever since. <laughs> Not with the handle first either. Yeah. <laughs> Ow! I just like at the beginning when you know they're they're at the uh, competition. And like, oh, I remember my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing a behind the scenes, and there's one of the guys who kisses like a ridiculously hot woman and the director said cut let's redo that and the guy's like okay yeah, yeah let's do this <laughs> i don't think we got that yeah, yeah. No, let's, let's try it back get, all yeah. right sure yeah. i had a Twist friend of my, my arm well <laughs> speaking of twisting i had a friend of mine that actually got the boot the drinking oh, yeah boots. yeah you know, we would do those that's great it's like, you gotta turn it you gotta turn it it's like turn now <laughs> it's like an exact science form yeah Ever- Ever, th- ever since your grandfather stole the recipe, <laughs> we've been forth behind Steinemarten, Rosenbarger, and uh, Un... Unbex? Unbex! <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, the blonde, the tall blonde guy, he's actually uh, uh, the, an Olsen man. <coughs> really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. He's a what? Olsen. Oh, okay. Huh. You learned something new every day. I think... I don't know. I, mean, even I don't know, know that where, family had brothers. I don't know where in line <laughs> he is. Um, if he's before Elizabeth or the twins, mm. but yeah, he's a he's a brother. Oh, he's a brother. He's a brother from brother. the same mother. I had no idea from there the were any males in that entire family. Yeah, neither did I. Well, obviously there's a father. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't count. <laughs> That's where the name came from. You mean yeah. the sperm donor? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever clinic the mother went to. Like, <laughs> I would, uh, going back to your thing on the Adam Sandler movies, mm. uh, Grandma's Boy is my favorite cult classic from his. And that is a, yep. and he wasn't and even he, in it. He he's, just, yeah, he's yeah, not he, even in it at all. He produced it, I think. Exactly, that's it all It came he did. from his studio, Happy Madison. Mm-hmm. I think he had a small cameo in there. Yeah. Nope. I've seen that movie like a hundred times. It's probably the only movie he, that he did that he doesn't Never have any in. kind of yeah. cameo okay. in. I know, it came I know from, he produced it, that was yeah, it. Yeah. And it came from his production company. Yeah, Happy um, Madison. Yep. And um, the lead guy in Grandma's Boy is in all of Adam Sandler's other movies. Yeah. Okay. So, like, in Little Nicky, he was the roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in Billy Madison, he was, like, a security guard or something. He, those two have been friends for years, and Adam Sandler always just throws him into a movie. Yeah. He was in his original movie, uh, Going Overboard, too. Yep. yep. He was, like, well, the cook on the boat or and, something. And or Happy somebody Gilmore, on the boat. he was the caddy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I like the guy. He did pretty well for being like on his own, like doing yeah. a lead role. Yeah, for always being a side character. Well, he was also one of the the gay friends in uh, da- uh the father movie, Go, uh, Big Daddy. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. he was the lawyer friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He was. Like, it still freaks me out, man. This guy's kissing and stuff. He's like, mm-hmm. well, 
they're still our friends, our very, very gay friends. <laughs> and, and the other, and his other guy is, I think his actual name is Dante. I don't know what his last name is. Oh yeah, but, the, he, yeah. but he calls him Dante in like almost every movie. Yep. yep. He was a he was the weed dealer in Grandma's Boy. Yep. <laughs> Holy Dante. shit! I am yeah. fucking naked. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and um, I'm putting up my Christmas tree. It's and like both the middle the gr- of July. <laughs> and both the grown-ups, he still plays kind of like the Dante character he was like hey man i was bu- i remember buying weed from you when i was a kid it's like yeah now now i can confiscate it <laughs> i did like him even though it was wasn't the most popular adam sandler but in little nicky his character that he played he was one of the stoners in there yeah Fal- or the devil worshiper uh-huh, yeah he's like no we're just a couple of fans of nicky's and the work his dad does yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> You know, I like the Oz man. Well, who the fuck does, does he put on that he so, like? Does oh, um, so Chicago. like, what is Ozzy Chicago. trying to say? He's like uh, Chicago, he's like, yeah. yeah. He's like, listen to Chicago and um, Grandma's Boy guy. I cannot remember his name. He's like, oh, I love this album. And then he plays it, but he's like, you will worship Satan. Yeah. And all. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Chicago's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did like so. Just you know, going back to Grandma's Boy, uh, that was. Really, really good. Again, going back from just a side character, and, and they've got and then so taking many, a lead. So many good one-liners out of there too. When he was like, "I want you to roll the the brown bomber stuff, roll this, roll that, <clears throat> one joint, and smoke it." No one's ever been crazy enough to do it. Do that, bro. I am. <laughs> I'll smoke it with you, dude. We'll go to the loony bin together. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the phone rings, and he's like. Do I have a tumor? <laughs> <laughs> I like it when the grandma like makes everyone ice cream sandwiches, and it's just like a scoop of ice cream on wheat bread. Yeah. <laughs> so the phone rings, and he's like, "Hey, bro, I think it's you. It sounds like the devil." <laughs> Dude, I'm way too stoned to drive to the devil's house, and then they get the monkey trapped. <laughs> well, the, for me, one of the parts that it kind of hits home in a, in a it's almost sentimental mm. talking about grandma's boy um that scene when he's first staying at their house at her house and he hears a like moaning he's like trying to sleep and then she pops up out of the side of the bed he's like what the hell <laughs> my grandmother actually did that to me one time <laughs> i was staying at That's their house awesome. and, and my my when i was way younger and my uncle they had their room and he was out with his friends or staying out you know he was older obviously so i was staying in his room and he had two doors, one main door, but then they had a bathroom door from the hallway mm-hmm. and then the door from the bathroom to the bedroom. Well, mm-hmm. that door was left open. The bedroom door was closed, so I didn't hear anything. So she, like, sneaks in <laughs> like on her hands and knees. So mind you, I'm much younger, so she was still able to get around. And she's like, and I was like, ah! <laughs> so when I first saw that scene, I almost got a little teary-eyed because I was like, oh, I was like, well, my grandma did that to me, too. <laughs> I never looked it up, but um. Um, in that scene when he's looking around the room it's um, a photo of um, B. Arthur that's oh. on the mantle and it almost sounds like B. Arthur and I want to know if they got her to do the voiceover or if it was uh, the girl from Everyone Loves Raymond I can't remember her name at the moment <laughs> <laughs> but we all gotta say though when it comes to Graham's voice one of the funniest things is that that weirdo guy Kevin Nealon no, not the, Kevin Nealon. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. The, uh, I have the robot talks like a robot. Yeah, oh, uh, the guy yeah, from yeah. Avatar. Yeah, yep. yeah. Weirdest <laughs> fucking dude. He's like standing there. Will you sit on my face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> he 
He's like standing there. Yeah. Like just frozen. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, you're fucking weird. And he walks away. He's like, how does he see me? Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's got the freaking Matrix jacket yeah. and glasses. Well, when you first see him, he's like, I may not know how a helicopter works, even though I own one. And I was like, I kind of want to punch you in the face right now. <laughs> I think everybody wanted yeah. to punch him in the face. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But Nick Swartzen is in that movie, and yep. they put DDR in the break room, and he's like, what's high score? Did I break it? Like, what's yeah. going on here? Because <laughs> when the guy goes to challenge him, he's like, what do you want, Bobby? He's sleeping. He's like, no, I'm challenging you. He's like, to what game? He's like, dance, dance, Re-. well, we don't have dance, dance, revolution, Bobby, so you're, you're dumb. dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and of I, course, the famous coming on the mom scene. Yeah. When he's jerking off in the bathroom to the... My mom said you can still sleep over if you want. Yeah, that's not going to be an awkward breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to wake me up to play video games or something? Balls deep in your turtle. I love my turtle. I love my turtle. He's such a weird character. I love him. He's like, he's sitting there on the, on the bed. He's like, he's like, Yo, your bed is a car? Yeah, it's a cool car bed. Yeah. My parents are going to get me a phone so I can call other car beds. The CB radio. The CB radio. Yeah, the CB radio. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to other car beds. <laughs> That was I, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, All right, I like this movie. I was like, This is this is a good movie, man. You're dead inside if you don't like that movie. Oh yeah. But you also some people didn't like because it was like, you know, heavy on the it's, drug shit. Well, so. yeah, and it was also But some people also get it, they have attitudes about it. It was that. also wicked humor too. <clears throat> yeah, but I yeah. still like Kevin Nealon in there with his stupidest <laughs> saying. Just the just the yoga type yep. thing and he's like and he sends him to that dinner. I yep. had a dream where I was slithering as a snake <laughs> yeah. and I came over a dead fawn or whatever that meant I was going to underestimate someone in the end of the movie the movie Dante is like oh, where do you get your weed he's like from you Dante oh. like oh yeah Mr. Cheezel <laughs> what's up Mr. Cheezel <laughs> Well, he was almost like an exaggerated version of his character from Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Yep. You know, feeling the flow. That's what I'm telling you. Like working he... it. Working oh, it. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Doing Kevin the bowl Neely. dance. Yeah. Doing the bowl dance. Working it. <laughs> feeling the flow. Yeah. All, th- all good things. Harness good, block bad. <laughs> especially... I think this episode is about to just be about Grandma's book. No. Because I want to... <laughs> I like it when they go to that the, the restaurant that Mr. Cheezel picked out for yep. him. He's like, does anyone want a shot of wheatgrass? He's like, yeah, if I want to be sober and vomit. David Spade's the, <laughs> yep. uh, the waiter. Yep. <laughs> it's not just good. It's good for you. <laughs> we don't have any grease. Or if we pay extra, can we get yes. grease on it? <laughs> <laughs> grease or fat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> grease like, or fat. You all choking a cow dick. Yeah. Except for you. You were nice and sweet. And <laughs> <laughs> we do sure shots of wheatgrass. <laughs> well, when they were when they're leaving too, they're they went to get the burgers or whatever. He's like, we got to go to your house to. Yeah, I, I got to go to the bathroom. He's like, go, well, go pee in the alley. He's like, well, I have to pee out of my ass. <laughs> yeah, I gotta pee out of my. <laughs> and of course, Jonah Hill sucking <laughs> on the booby oh, for yes. fourteen hours. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like it. And Bobby sucked on his first booby last night. He stands up like. For 14 hours. <laughs> like, even, like, at the end of the party, like, she's eating cereal and he's just still doing it at yeah. like 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> they're, like, just like, waving. Yeah. They pan over and he, he's just doing it. She's, like, sitting on his lap. He's just like, slap. Slap. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Baby wants some milk. Baby like milk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that would be a fun party. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. I'd party with them. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man, so <laughs> Grandma's Boy is a good movie. Yeah, apparently, we really like that yeah. movie. Um, I did want to bring up one cult classic that we haven't mentioned. It's What We Do in the Shadows. Have you guys seen that movie? Have not. Oh, so I, I've, I've that's seen... the one that they made a show. Yeah, yeah so there's I've a TV the show. show on like season four right now that's yeah. on FX. But it yeah. was originally a movie that yeah. was directed and starred Taika Waititi. Yeah. Ah. So it was based in New Zealand. So it's basically three vampires living in New Zealand, <laughs> and it, they do like interviews, um, like they do in the office or something like that. And it's just, like, them being vampires in New Zealand. Like, they were out at night, and they ran into the werewolves. Mm. And one of them was like, go suck a dick. And the lead werewolf guy is like, hey, we are werewolves, not swearwolves. And <laughs> 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 it's just, like, quit. it's like uh, British humor. It's just, like, yeah. one-liners, kind of dry, but it's genuinely really funny. Oh, I love British humor. Yeah, so it, it has to be, like, not all the time for me, but this movie I really like. Mm. But there's... <laughs> They were doing one in an interview with one of the vampires, and the interviewer was like, so why do you guys drink virgin blood? And he's like, just think of it this way. How much more would you enjoy your sandwich if you knew no one had fucked it? <laughs> I mean, I like my sandwiches unfucked, yeah. to be I, honest with I, you. Yeah, personally, I, I, I'd choose that. Yeah, yeah. There's a big hole in my sandwich. <laughs> I don't know. Do you ever think about that? Do you ever ask for virgin cow steak? <laughs> right. I, now I'm going to now. Now I'm going to. <laughs> but there's another. This is this is FDA class A certified. Yeah. Do you have any V? Yeah. <laughs> the V class certified. I want that state. But that's fair because whenever I buy olive oil at the store, I buy extra virgin olive oil. <laughs> it's never the pure or the virgin. No I buy one the has extra virgin. Those, those olives. Unfucked. <laughs> Completely. That oil is as pure as it can be. <laughs> Fuck the one that says pure olive oil. Mine's extra virgin. That's yeah. just, <laughs> unsullied I mean so that's a fair point I'll give you that much I mean <laughs> but there's another scene where one of them is in just like a bad mood so he goes like full goth and then the other two roommates come into the living room and turn on the light he's like hey let me do my dark bidding alone and they're like what are you bidding on it's like oh this nice table on eBay <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like one-liners like that the entire movie. I've seen one of the episodes of the show. Yeah, I've never seen the show. I've only seen yeah. the movie. I, and I only saw it because I was on the road because I don't have cable at home. Yeah. I just use like, streaming services, internet, but I know it was Hulu, on I FX think. or something? Or is yeah, it... it's on FX and Hulu. Okay. I well, I can't watch either one. I don't have FX or Hulu. <laughs> Unless FX, some of those shows yeah, FX apps. and Hulu have a partnership. That's why you can see it like a day later on Hulu. Okay. But well, no, what I was saying is some of the... Like network things have mm-hmm. apps where you can watch some of their. Yeah, you can go to fx.com like yeah. a day or two later and yeah. watch it there. Yeah, I'll check it out again. Yeah. Watch the movie. The movie. Oh, hilarious. no, I definitely. I remember you brought it up one other time, and I just again. Once again, how long that, it took me to watch Twelve Angry Men? That so. sandwich line got me. Like I yeah. saw yeah. that online, I was like, I had to. I found out what movie it is, and I watched it like a week later. I was like, this is. Hilarious. This is a must see. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm a big fan of British humor to begin with. Yeah. So like I. Love it's it very dry so. humor, but. Um, <clears throat> Once it was directed by Taika Waititi. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was his first directorial debut, mm-hmm. but it was definitely early in his career. Yeah. And he was one of the vampires in the movie. Nice. Well, I mean, speaking of, that's actually a good transition that that is, uh, when we talk about British humor, some people consider the Monty Pythons. Yeah. Cult classics. Uh, if and... it's not the search for the Holy Grail, I haven't seen it. Oh, you got you got to watch The Meaning of Life. Well, I mean, yeah. The Life of Brian's funny. The Life of Brian's good. Meaning of Life. But... Jehovah! <laughs> he <Yeah>. said Jehovah! <laughs> But still, to your, I, I, my favorite is still the, the quest for the Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah. God comes out. I want you to find the Holy Grail. Oh Lord! Oh, stop groveling! Every time anyone sees me, it's always gravel, gravel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good 
an idea. I'm gonna, of course it's a good idea. I thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> but those are, I would say check them out. because, And, and I also grew up watching the, the TV show version. Yeah. Now for something completely different. And now for something completely different. Them and uh, Benny Hill. Benny Hill, yep. Yeah, my dad loved watching Benny Hill. Nothing like half-naked women and fast-forward running around. Every time I hear that song, I don't know why, but I think of the old Wallace and Gromit um, television show. Oh, I saw that. So it's a it's claymation British humor, but it's oh, okay. Wallace is a middle-aged guy in a vest. He's balding, <laughs> and Gromit is his dog, and they just get into antics. Hmm. You've never heard of Wallace and Gromit? It's a, also a comic strip, I, I believe. I think they had... Didn't they do a movie? They might have. I mean, it was wildly popular in mm. London, but, yeah. you know, we live in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the British ones I like, and I just kind of found it, and I'm not going to get in too deep on this one, it, because it's a TV show, but uh, it's called uh, Red Dwarf. It's a British yeah. sci-fi. I've heard of it, one and of apparently the, it's a cult classic, but it's a television show again. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's been on since... Now, it's like Doctor you, Who. It's been on for God knows how long. Yeah, but when it comes to British stuff, you got to remember, sometimes they take hiatuses. So it's mm-hmm. been on since 1988. Yeah, there was a 30-year break between Doctor Who seasons. <laughs> yeah. So what they did, they took off, like, there was, like, a few years they didn't do it, then they go back, then they didn't do it, then they went back, but they're in, like, season 12 or 13. It's been out since 1988. They're in, like, season 13. Yeah. So you do the math on it's that like one. It's like the but... Sherlock Holmes one. Like, it's, it was on for, like, 10 years, but then they did, like, four or five seasons. Yeah. Because there was only... They took so long to release it, and there's only, like, four episodes per, and they're an hour and a half long. Yeah. It was really good, but, I mean, it took forever. Like, new season's coming out. 2024. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and Son I, of a... <laughs> I first learned of it watching it. It used to be on PBS. And it would be on Saturday night at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And I would watch it. And I, I just... And I'm a younger. Like I said, I found it in 1988. So I was 10 years old. But for some reason, it just stuck with me. And I still watch it this day. And my buddy, Rob, who joined us on the show a mm. while back, I got him hooked on it. Like, everybody I knew, I would say, you got to watch this. When I'm like in high school, middle school. And they're like... I'm like, just get past the first couple episodes. It's very dry. They weren't used to British humor, and it was obviously from 88, so it was very cheap mm. you know, production, so not very special effecty. They're all, to this day, hooked on it. Nice. Like, they love it. He's now showing his kid, because <laughs> he still streams it, so I think it's on that Plex, too. Yeah, probably. Um, There's so much stuff on that. <laughs> so, But just, that was a quick side, and I'm not going to get into the whole storyline of the show or anything, but... You know, back to the the cult classic. One thing I'm looking at, I was going through my phone here earlier. Cannibal the Musical. I have uh, sorry, I have what? I have never seen it. Yes, uh, I had the same reaction when I looked at it. Cannibal the Musical. Is that, um, is that anything like the producers? I I hope not. <laughs> I mean, I hope it would be like the producers, but right. not cannibals wise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I want to real quick mention when we talk a lot about the cult classics, a lot of them come from what are now. Big, big mainstream directors. Mm. Like, we talked about, like, um, John like Carpenter. Mm. You know, he started out with, like, Thing, the Halloweens, the Vampire, you know, mm-hmm. Vampires. Wes uh, he's synonymous with horror. Yeah. Wes Craven did, uh, I think he did the original Last did, House on the Left. Mm-hmm. He did Scream, too, wasn't that him? Yep. Yep. Yep, he did Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street. Obviously, I'm not a fan, but of that portion of it. But mm. when he, if you go back and watch some of Wes Craven's older, older stuff, like Last House on the Left. Mm-hmm. That was like you look Terrifying. and you're like, what is in your brain, yeah. dude? Like, no, I mean like sick. Like oh. it has like to this. Sausick? No, like like perversely just psychotic. Like Evil Dead Tree Rape kind of. 
Were, I mean, not with a tree, but with people like he has. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he is worse. Yeah. I think Somehow that is worse. <laughs> it was either, I believe it was Last House on the Left or I Spit on Your Grave, the original one. I think Last House on the Left is the one he did, but I think that's the one that's rated. It's like one of the most graphic yeah. rape scenes in like movie history. Oh. And it's like these hillbilly guys get these two or three girls. They're trying to get back to their house and they catch them in the woods. I mean, and they... They yeah, look, uh, they most do. brutal rape scene in movie history. Let me just say that. Yeah. So you gotta wonder, it's like, what were you thinking? Like, I mean, <clears throat> the the only good thing is, well, you know, at the end, the dad, you know, gets the the lead guy back pretty good. Oh yeah, no, they get revenge. They get yeah. revenge. Same thing, like I spit on your grave. You know, those. She was the one that got revenge in that one. Yeah, right? but yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. So, well, that's definitely not a movie I'm going to be watching. No, no. I mean, it is. The rest of it's like the way it's shot, like cinematography. You can, mm. you can appreciate that. The music, we talked about that stuff. Like, all that's great. It's yeah. just that one scene is just, you know, you could skip through that if you want. Nice. Um, but again, like Stanley Kubrick, you know, mm-hmm. he started like 2001 A Space Odyssey, Clockwork Orange. Yep. I mean, yeah. even you consider The Shining. Yeah. You know, I know you don't watch that, but. I've seen, I've seen The Shining. But it, it's not one you want to go It's back not something revisit. I'm going to go out and say, you know what I want to watch today? The Shining. The, the Blood Elevator scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, one other one real quick, is the director that's known to be make the worst director in Hollywood, Ed Wood. That's the one that made all those, I think it was like Plan 9 from Outer Space or mm. something. He did all the movies with like Bela Lugosa. And he's Man, I thought like, the worst director was the guy who did The Room or... They did like a biopic, and James Franco played him. Uh, I can't remember his name. You guys I don't are, know. You never heard of this? Which one? It's oh, the, the movie The Worst Director. Yes. Yeah, but it's based on that guy is mm-hmm. considered the worst director. He did one movie called The Room. He put himself in the movie. Worst actor, and he okay. put all of his friends in there. Bad directing, bad lighting. He's considered oh. the worst director of all time, and I cannot. Re- it's some weird ass. Well, Ed Wood would be then second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if. Because he even did, they did the movie called Ed Wood and Johnny Depp played him. Oh, see, they did the same thing with this guy, yep. but James Franco played him. <laughs> and he's 86 from the Hollywood right now. But there are yeah. so many movies that Ed Wood got to do that became like, you watch them, they're so horrible that people have to watch them. Yeah. Like, so. So bad it could be good <clears throat> slash funny. Yeah. <laughs> or at the very least, you learn something from it. Yeah. yeah. This is what not to do when yeah. you're making yeah. movies. <laughs> It's like in waiting. He's like, see that, Mitch? See what he just did? Don't do that. Yeah. Um, I know we're running out of... We're coming up onto the hour, so yeah. there are two movies I did want to quickly touch base okay. on. One is called The Last Starfighter. Yep. I don't know if you've heard of that little gem. Oh, uh, I hope gee, I have. You know, the start of the sci-fi? Yeah. Cassandre. <laughs> yeah. Cassandre. Willy Matsuela. Prita. Prita. <laughs> what he said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I genuinely, my mom showed me that movie when I was a kid. I was like, this it combined sci-fi and video games. This is a new favorite movie. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, and that trope has been ripped off. Um, it, it, it's been ripped off so much, it is now a trope in, the, in films. Um, and the other one that I wanted to quickly touch base on is Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Love the old Good old Jack Express. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it will come out no more. What? What? What will come out no more? <laughs> um, those are now thinking about what we're considering cult classics. Those two um, came to mind, and I just oh, yeah. I wanted to bring them up. We don't have to talk about them in um, 
in depth, but I just wanted to throw we, that out we there. We can like, if you want. We, we know want. these movies exist and they are <laughs> amazing. <laughs> we we know these are yeah movies. these are movies yeah these and are they're movies. good movies they are I love Big Trouble in Little China yeah oh and last honorable mention to the original Buffy from like 1994 oh Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah that was I love that movie As mainly because the, I was yeah, I was a little kid I was like ooh pretty lady let's uh, watch yeah. this movie <laughs> oh she's kicking in yoga pants yeah <laughs> before yoga pants were a thing <laughs> yeah oh she's wearing a cheerleader outfit and then staking people in the chest hell yeah why am I aroused like what's going on <laughs> And having, of course, uh, Pee Wee Herman yeah. as, as <laughs> one of the main vampires with probably the worst dying scene ever. Yeah. If you remember, he's, ah, ooh, ah, falls down, it's comes back in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Old well, Joss Whedon. Mine would be... Did he do the movie? I knew he did the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why he did the show, to make up. He's like, the show was what the movie was supposed to be, mm-hmm. but because of money and... and time and just people he couldn't get or all this other stuff and he just wasn't refined at that point oh, okay it was supposed to come out as more horror less oh, okay. comedy <clears throat> so he's like this one that's why the show a little was, bit darker yeah but still funny like yeah. it had a lot of funny stuff in it and uh you know picked uh perfect know people the movie. That's yeah. cool. so uh mine <coughs> would have to be and really just because of the the you know all the names that were in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, yeah. It was wet, it was hot. And it was And summer. it starred um, Paul Rudd. Uh, Paul Rudd, Bradley Cooper, Elizabeth Banks, Amy Poehler, it sounds like Janine Garofalo, like, yep. Molly Shannon. Is that the original or the one that came out a couple years ago? The one that came out in 2001. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Well, I mean, I've never seen it, but everyone's like, it's really funny, you should. I just Christopher Maloney? Uh, Stabler from yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, so he is <laughs> he's the uh, the uh, the cook for the for the camp. Well, one of the cooks for the camp, and so he, like he goes over and and he's try, trying to like be masculine in everything he does, and he's like, it's like, all right, did, did you do uh, did you put this in the uh, in the like borscht or whatever the hell they were doing? He was like, yeah, 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 I got it. It's it's all good. It's like, all right, fine. I'm gonna go over here and um, hump the refrigerator. What? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Speaking of Christopher Maloney, he was in a cult classic, uh, Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. Mm. Yep. He was the trailer park guy with yep. the, like, the yep. messed up face and like the stupid hot wife. Right. And the wife was just like very Christian and upright. And, and then he's like, oh, we're going to have a threesome. And he like, takes off his shirt. And they're like, nope, nope, we got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Who's ready for a reach around? Yeah. <laughs> well, and he was like, uh, when he gets there, he's like, you know, you guys help yourself to anything, you know, uh, drinks, my wife, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, they're, and they're like, has a drink, fuck my wife. <laughs> have you seen what he looks like? Do you imagine what his wife looks like? And he gets in there and it's like the girl from Heartbreak Kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi, boys. Like, oh, my God. Where did you and uh, Freak Show meet? <laughs> Well, if you remember, I told you guys about that movie called uh, National Lampoon's Dirty Joke or Dirty Movie or something. And yeah, you it has, told us about it. I don't think I've seen it. And that. it's just nothing but old school jokes being replayed, but Christopher Maloney's in that, and they mm. would not know it at first. Like, it took me forever to realize oh, that. Oh, yeah, was I didn't him. realize that was Christopher Maloney and Daryl <laughs> to White Castle. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. I, I read it on the credits, like, who the... Oh, damn. <laughs> he started out... Really good uh, makeup artist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, he has a way of, like, disguising his voice almost in a way because i mean he went from i mean what a stretch of career he went from like prison rapist in oz yeah to then 
police detective in Law yeah. Order SVU. We did some other stuff. And then in between. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. And, and the then, last thing I saw in the news was the show Happy, which yeah. is hilarious. I yeah. love that show. Where he like freaks out with the little uh, yeah. So his like character. daughter's imaginary friend, <laughs> voiced by Patton Oswalt, and they're going around. <laughs> he's like a hitman, so he's just killing everyone in New York City. <laughs> So, um, one, there was one I was going to mention. Now I'm trying the to... Lost Boys. Lost Boys, yes. Okay. That's a very oh. good one. I was thinking... Um, trying to read Tony's mind right it, Read it, read it, read it. Well, I did mention it a second ago when I talked about you know Stanley Kubrick. And so one of my favorite cult classics is A Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, very dark, very unique, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but very good. And if you can, it's it does have a lot of slow parts to it. But again, it's you know Stanley Kubrick and you know, but the actors in it, you know, it is more of like a British type feel. So I would recommend that one to anybody. It is a little bit long, but it's mm. definitely it's about society and what, you know what we do with things and controlling people and <clears throat> how we sounds awesome. Basically, f- try to manipulate people into doing what society wants you to do, but. This one it was in a good way because these guys are like going around stealing from people, murdering people. Well, yeah, doing all sorts of things and <clears throat> um, very good movie though. I recommend it. But we do have <clears throat> a few minutes left here, so while you guys are searching, I wanted to do a little something here. Okay, a little. <clears throat> it's not a not a not a I'm quiz. A little apprehensive when you get ideas. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, what about what about the craft? The craft. Oh yeah, I remember watching that movie as a kid. Freaked mm-hmm. me out. Yeah. And then like all the girls in like high school, are like we're gonna be wishes too, and they did that light as the feather, shit as the uh, board, shit. Yep. Light as the feather, shit as the ball. Yep. Well, you know another one he considers uh, Cruel Intentions. Yeah. That is yeah. a fantastic movie. I, I. And not that. just because of Sarah Michelle Gellar and Selma Blair. Trying to say that five times fast. Sarah Michelle Gellar being seductive. Yeah. Mm. To Selma Blair. That's yeah. Yeah. Ain't <laughs> yeah. hey, nothing wrong with that. I, 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 like, I just said I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not arguing. <laughs> You're making an argument where there wasn't an argument. <laughs> Are you guys married? Yeah, damn it. <laughs> You've already up. sold me on the movie. There's no reason to keep pitching it. No, I'm me. saying you got to watch the movie, all right? <laughs> I'm saying you. Will you just watch the movie? <laughs> I did. Like okay. 15 years ago. We'll watch <laughs> it again. Yeah, yeah, watch it tonight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. Yeah, right? <laughs> Now, I was thinking about, so we talk, obviously, this is a movie podcast, so we talk movies, but we talk a lot about our opinions, our thoughts. We've had some people on that know more than us that have actually been in the business. And wait, wait, people know more than us? Yes. Sick. Yes. Watch Cruel Intentions. (laughs) (laughs) You sold Once again, I said, yeah, I'll do it later. (laughs) But what we don't usually do, I mean, we have trivia. We We have done the trivia. So this one isn't really so much trivia. This is just more educational a little did you know i graduated college years ago i don't want to go back to learning well you don't have to re- to be fair my learning in college yeah. wasn't all that extensive here's the beauty <laughs> of it this is being... i memorized answers that's all i did <laughs> but the best part is this being recorded so you really don't have to pay attention now you can always hear it later awesome. so you don't have to retain the mention the memory wow yeah. okay so a couple fun film Most facts here dictaphone ever yes <laughs> No, we're ta- we start talking about movies, talk about old school, talk about new school. Do you guys know when film was invented? Actual moving motion pictures. It was early 1900. I wanted to say like 1970. 1891. 
Uh, so actually, you're very close there, oh. Gavin. Um, so the first moving picture, uh, the Round Hay Garden scene, was actually a product of the 1880s. In 1888, French inventor, I'm not going to be able to say that guy's name, filmed his family prancing around in a circle in a whopping two-second clip. So back then, you know, they, I mean, cameras were just invented. We had still frames, so yeah, yeah. it was the first actual motion picture in 1888. Wow. Now, mind you, it wasn't long. So the first motion motion picture was a gift. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> yeah, actually, with gifts are longer loop, too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And nowadays, directors are filming actual movies and television shows with their phones. Yes, <laughs> yes. So we've come a long way. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But that was the very first one. So okay. in, it, it's pioneered into the into the motion picture world. Number two. Did you know that the earliest short films were sometimes accompanied by bands? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I knew that, but that does sound right. Because they were all silent. Yeah. They were all silent. And a lot of times, they weren't long. Like, it was mainly a lot of short films. Mm. But people just sitting there and they're watching it, you know. And back then, the frame rates, it would flicker. Like, yeah. you know, because it would look like a flash. Almost true. That's why they used to nick- call the movies flicks. Oh, they were, okay. we're going to go see if a flicker. you would hear that... So. Yeah, and the way it shot. So, okay. but people, it would like bore them, like they'd be mm-hmm. eating and stuff. So they would show them in theaters back then, and because of that, they wanted something. Yeah. So they'd have a band, or usually a lot of times, like if you watch old like Charlie Chaplin type movies or Buster <laughs> Keaton, <laughs> yeah, you have the piano going. <laughs> yep. So that's why. That's why they did that. Um, I, always, I always remember that from Family Guy. <clears throat> Play me off, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> This one surprised me, and it really did shock me. So, you guys have heard of a panorama shot. Yes. Right? You know, it's I can once again also do that on my phone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, when you pan, what do you do? You turn left or right. <laughs> yeah, you just move, right? Yeah. Do you know when the first panorama shot was developed? Oh, um, I'm assuming it was before the cell phone. Um, 1942? No. It was um, when Germany invaded Austria. So it was 1941. <laughs> What do you think? Um, I'm assuming by your look that he's not right, so I'm going to say... I'm basing my facts off my world. No, this one, this one shocked me. I'm like, going to say 1917. 1917? Also known as the panorama shot was invented then. Before cameras were stationary, so you had to move the entire camera and tripod to get any kind of movement. Yeah. That was the first time they actually did a panoramic shot. Isn't that shocking? I guess. I mean, hmm. to be fair, until I got my first fart phone, I didn't know what a panorama... I wasn't in the film industry or anything, but my <laughs> phone said, hey, you could also do this. I was like, what does that mean? Oh, shit. <laughs> Before that, I had a Blackberry, and that didn't do anything. <laughs> So here's uh, so early cameras. I had a razor, but it got signal everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had one of the well, my first cell phone was that Nokia uh, phone that'll the never pontoon. die. Yeah. <laughs> I bet if I went back to my mom's place and dug it out of a closet, it I still works. Yeah, I can turn that switch <laughs> off. So you guys have heard of frames per second, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. Yep. So sixteen frames used to be the old school. Sixty is now the standard. Sixteen. No, but I'm saying nowadays 60 is the standard. Actually, the average films, uh, even 35 millimeter, drives at 25. Oh. 60 you can. A lot of newer HD cameras go, but if you're talking like actual film cameras, they will run at like 25 frames per second. But very rare do they use film film anymore. Well, um, 
I know for when I got the PlayStation Five, and you can also probably do this on the new Xbox. But um, <coughs> if you, I can turn it up to sixty frames per second, mm-hmm. so it just looks a lot crisper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I wanted to start using my four K television, I have to drop the frame rate down to thirty. So this one's speaking of video games. It's not. It's in the same fact. There are some modern video games are played at two hundred and fifty frames per second. I don't even think the human eye could register that. It can. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, going to that point, the next fun fact is 13 frames per second is the slowest speed the human brain will process images consecutively. Oh. So, if it's slower than 13, you'll see it as a still image. You cannot process anything lower than 13 as a moving picture. That is mind-boggling. I need to find something with slower than 13 frames per second. Did you know? (laughs) No, no, I did not. (laughs) Um, so I'll, I'll just do one last one here. Um, let's see here. This was. I'm literally Googling, uh, videos that are slower than 13 <laughs> frames a second right now. <laughs> so a thousand foot long film will produce 11 minutes of footage at 25 frames per second. Wow. A thousand foot long film. So a strip of film, a thousand. So the Titanic movie was 17.7 reels long when released. So, that means that over 17,700 feet of film was used to film that movie. Yeah. Yep. It wasn't even that good of a movie. And being that and being that the Titanic was only 883 feet long, that's nearly 20 times the length of the Titanic itself. <laughs> so, that was my fun fact, did you know, segment there. Hope you learned something. Oh, Tony, did you know? <laughs> <laughs> we got to start coming up with themes. Yeah, we got to get ideas. jingles. <laughs> And our music engineer left. He's now in Jacksonville. Nah, I can always get a hold of him, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll ask we can him. Zoom in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that is about all the time we have. Do you guys have any final thoughts on cult classic movies? All right. Besides, I want to go nostalgia binge a couple of movies tonight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I want to go see. Apparently, I have to watch Cruel Intentions. Yep. I want to go see Wet Hot American Summer again. Yep. And you got some <laughs> Cheech and Chong to watch now. Yeah. You got to catch all those. So I just love the Paul Rudd scene where he, you know, throws his. His tray on the ground, and, and uh, was it uh, Jenny Garoppolo is like, pick that up, and then he turns full three year old, and he's just like, <laughs> grabs it, like slides it all over the floor, but goes back like three times to pick up everything. <laughs> Honestly, I think I'm just gonna watch Grandma's Boy later. Right? There you go. I was gonna say we Grandma's talked so much about it. Boy. <laughs> But that is all the time we have for this episode. Thank you all for joining us in talking cult classic movies. Until next week, this is Movie Talks and Chill. For Movie Talks and Chill, we are your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick. I'm too lazy to think of something. Wall. All right, everybody. Until next time, take care. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul The Rock.